Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. Ruffus behind him is energizer bunny. Watch this. <laughs> he was oh, then he, ouch. <laughs> then he walks up. Oh, oh, Tom's fine. fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, it's just testing the door straight. Oh my goodness. Uh, maybe that was the first indication Rafa Nadal was in for a disappointing day on the Wimbledon grass. The way this match started, it didn't look like the five set, five hour epic battle. It turned out to be since Jules Muller jumped out to an early two set lead. Rafa, though, clawed his way back. But it wasn't enough to combat the 16-seated Muller, who won <laughs> despite needing 47 minutes in the final set to put away Nadal. The loss means Nadal hasn't made it to the quarters at the All England Club. Get this, since 2011. I thought we were going to make it back to the six. I thought vacation was going to continue. I thought it would never end. Is it too late for our ESPYs nomination? <laughs> I know. For match or game of the year? Man, this feels good to say. What's good? Welcome to the best 60 minutes of your day. Coming to you all week from L.A., for the ESPYs on Wednesday. I'm calling it now. Starting tonight at 8 on ESPN, we are in for the best home run derby since 99 at Fenway. We'll take you live to Miami in a few. And coming up, the Rockets swinging for the fences like they're the Astros or somebody. Can they swing (laughs) another blockbuster trade? But first, Lonzo can't swing it tonight, huh, Jamal? Uh, Apparently it doesn't look that way. If you had your mouth all watered up for De'Aaron Fox, Lonzo Ball, a showdown tonight is not happening. Ball is out because of a sore groin, which according to reports isn't a serious injury. De'Aaron Fox, like a lot of people, maybe he was wondering if injury is the real reason Ball is being held out. (laughs) Since deleted facepalm emoji tweet, which came after the announcement Ball wouldn't play. So, Mike, we know the history here. De'Aaron Fox, as everyone well remembers, cooked Lonzo Ball during the NCAA tournament. So are the Lakers, were they just being cautious by holding him out? Or were they just protecting their prize pick from possibly being picked apart again? Literation for the win. I know you like that. What you think? What y'all think? See, y'all know what this is. Y'all know what this is. Like, like being messy. No, like being I mean, messy. come on, come on. Like sore groin, really? How convenient. And typically, it's summer league. No between need to the two of us, it. you're the conspiracy theorist. <laughs> typically, I'm the take things at face value, you are. long, long view thinker, big picture guy. I understand. Come on now. This is discretion is the better part of valor personified right now. That's what this is. This is not being safe and playing it smart. This is playing it scared because after the first game he had going two for 15, bouncing back with the triple double, they said, let's quit while we're ahead. That's what they said because they knew Fox was coming for him. You talking about we know the history. Fox can recite the stats from their AAU sophomore, uh, sophomore in high school matchup. Right. You knew he was coming to try to give him 39 again. They sell it. They, they're giving away free tickets to a watch party in Sacramento for this. Look, you knew he was coming to put on the show against Lonzo. If there was Lonzo. any part of the Lakers thinking that maybe they should try to protect Lonzo Ball this early in his really not started yet NBA career, then you picked the wrong person. Because this is life in the NBA, and let us not forget, not that we can, given that LeVar's still talking, mm-hmm. what a bullseye is on Lonzo's Correct. back anyway. So, look... I know I am usually the person who doesn't take things at face value, as you said, who who has a hard time or often believes fat meat is greasy, right? 
But I think they did this really because the summer league, That's precautionary. Why. But wait. No but need to play him. Markel Fultz has already been hurt. And I know that injury is obviously way thing. different. But still, things happen. They said, you know what? We're better safe than sorry. You could protect more than just his groin. And between the two of us, I'm probably more sensitive to groin injuries anyway. Okay? <laughs> I, but, I have nothing, I have nothing what, to that. What department. I'm saying is you could protect his, his psyche. Okay. And, I, and, I, and I, he's a very even keel guy. He is a very confident player, okay? okay? He got in the gym and shot after going 215 and bounced back mm-hmm. nicely, okay? So I, I don't know that he would have been as shook as maybe they're trying to protect him from being. What I'm saying is if you're the Lakers, you're looking at this and saying, what's the upside? What's the upside in the possibility of Fox coming out and abusing him in summer oh, league? a lot of upside. Come the season. Mike, no, I mean the upside of playing him in this situation. Because come the season – it's like, okay, you got to go, you got to play him. You're right about that. You can't avoid the tough matchups. But knowing what Fox is going to bring to the table and knowing the possibility of him getting embarrassed again in this matchup, I think they said, you know what, it's not worth it. And let's just say we're going to rest this growing. The upside is understanding better what his psychological makeup is. Magic said before he was looking for a leader. That's part of mm-hmm. the reason they traded D'Angelo Russell. Maybe you want to see how does he respond knowing how much De'Aaron You'll Fox is looking enough. for this re- to By this the way, magic. you like what you've seen him from him so far? Oh, I think he, he's looked in many ways better than I thought that he would. Well, so, you didn't give him much credit anyway. No, you no thought, that, you is, not true. that is not true. You wanted to take Fox that too anyway. I wonder just from a defensive standpoint, that's all. But he's looked even better than I thought. He does a good job of making this. All right. According to our Ian Begley, Carmelo Anthony is pretty optimistic a deal would be worked out between the Knicks and Houston, which would allow Melo to join a reshaped Houston team that includes his buddy Chris Paul. Now, Begley also pointed out this deal more than likely can't get done without involving a third team. Mm -hmm. But let's fast forward, though. Let's say the Rockets are able to pull off a trade for Melo. Would that put them on the Warriors level? Not equal, but very close. Like Daryl Morey said last week that looking at the top eight rotation for Houston as it stands now, he thinks they've closed the gap. I think that's just a slight misuse of words, if I may say so. They've narrowed the gap. Okay. It's not as wide as it once was before they obviously got Chris Paul. Uh, and and P.J. Tucker, love mm. that pickup as well. Um, I'm not holding my breath that this is going to happen. Me neither. Carmelo being optimistic about the Knicks? <laughs> he could be hopeful. Right. Look, I know that both he and Chris Paul – are so hell-bent on playing together in Houston that if it took them calling up every owner in the NBA to see if they can get a third team to take Ryan Anderson's contract, they would do it. They would, they would personally negotiate this deal if they could. But nobody wants Ryan Anderson's contract. The Knicks, they want some kind of assets in return. And nobody is really, if you're another team, why do you want to help Houston anyway? Why? There's that too. So, you know, ultimately, I think this is one of those situations where he's stuck like Chuck. I would love to see Melo move to Houston or Cleveland for that matter to play meaningful basketball because I do think despite his defensive deficiencies in Houston, that's a lot of firepower for the Warriors to have to deal with as well. It, it is, but let's not forget the kind of offseason, A, the Warriors have just had as <laughs> yeah, well, right. right, with Swaggy P. I mean, they've been... Say that again? With Swaggy P. I know. Synthesis, you never thought you would say that one of a key offseason acquisition. Warriors are big winners. <laughs> Not because of the discount Durant took, but Swaggy P. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> and Elmar Caspery, too. So they've, they've had a nice offseason themselves. But look, I think adding Carmelo and Anthony would make the, the Rockets better, but I still don't think it puts them on the Warriors level because we have to, we seem to forget just that quickly what is it that made the Warriors so special? Pace, defense. number one, defense, number two. And 
looking at that team, I still I see some obviously defensive liabilities that have been shored up. Having Chris Paul there is huge. Absolutely. But what is the identity of this team? Like, what are they supposed to be? Houston has a knack for adding a lot of interesting pieces, and sometimes I wonder how they will all ultimately work together. But the ones that they had weren't going to get it done, and no. I commend them for knowing that. Just because it may not look. No, almost, I love what they're doing. I love their right. aggressiveness. And we'll talk I about this that. with the Celtics, like in, 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 as it relates to LeBron. You can't get Durant. Right. But you can't just stand pet either. And no. that's been the whole theme of this offseason, which I appreciate, is that teams didn't say, oh, we're just going to wait out the Warriors. No, they're loading up and trying to go for it and let the chips fall where they may. All right, to borrow from Black Mama, the California Mountain Snake, and Kill Bill <laughs> Volume 2, Knicks, you don't even have a future. They still don't have a GM because, heaven forbid, they allowed David Griffin to bring in his own people. Yeah. The guy running the show now, Steve Mills, was a no-show at Tim Hardaway Jr.'s introductory press conference today. The Daily News says that Griffin or anyone else wanting to get rid of Allen Houston is a no-go. But at the very least, they got Hardaway for $71 million over four years. Are the Knicks just like a penny with a hole in it, as in hopeless? Um, they are hopeless because it's, it's so interesting to me, that, especially with Harden getting his big contract. People have had a lot of conversation and a lot of arguments over what players are getting paid and whether or not they deserve it or not. Yet you have James Dolan, the captain of dysfunction, allowed to run this team the way that he has, still making millions and billions of dollars off of this and yet that seems to it doesn't necessarily go unnoticed but people that's how you put it in perspective at least player x is proving what he has to do on a yearly basis you have this dude that's been sitting in the owner's box ruining one of the franchise teams in the nba and at this point i don't know why you said a minute ago carmelo can be hopeful but looking at just what a comedy of errors this franchise has been i'm not shocked that they're in this spot they're so creative i want to give them credit for something because they find creative. a new low <laughs> like Okay, you got Dan Gilbert lowballing people, right? Which is ridiculous. You got the Knicks saying, "Nah, we just don't think you should be making the decisions because we're doing such as a bang up job can, of that." Can judge anyone? Like, for no, this. we want to keep the status quo. We don't want to get rid of people that have not done anything. Why would we do that? Why would we allow a general manager to generally manage? <laughs> what, what world is, is that a smart thing? Not in New York. No. It's not a smart thing to let an accomplished general manager come in and make decisions. Oh, and whoever is blessed or cursed, whichever way you want to look at it, with this opportunity, now you got to take Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract, too. Good so luck. let's make the job even harder for the next cat, whether that's Alan Houston sooner rather than later, or Steve Mills, or whoever it is, figure out how to turn, make chicken salad out of you-know-what right. with this roster of contracts. You know what the Knicks are? The Knicks are that person that's like got nothing going for them except for money. And people only want to be with them for their money. Like, you try to tell him, like, she a gold digger. Right. Or he just wants you for your money. He just trying to take your inheritance. Right. That's o- the only like way he's going to get do. anybody to go you there. You marry Jay. He's kin do. The o- I don't, okay, I, I haven't caught up there. <laughs> but the o- really? I don't, I don't know what that means. Mike. I don't know. That's okay. I don't, may, being Mary Jane? M- Mary J. Blige. Kin do. Her husband, he's taking her to the cleaners. Where are you going? Oh, been? I thought oh. you said Mary Jane. No, I, Mary J. Blige. See? You just got me all off track. <laughs> My <laughs> overall point in the matter was you have New York City, which should attract talent in and of itself. Right. The only way people are ever going to sign or work for New York is if you overpay. Correct. Meanwhile, Phil somewhere with his feet kicked up, laughing right now. That was the best thing of the weekend, him just tweeting, because I told you, they got rid of him. They did the right thing getting rid of him, but for the wrong reasons. And he's out there just relaxing and chilling, collecting checks like everybody else that works for him. Well, them. and he's probably, that's also his way of saying, oh, and you thought I was the problem. Huh. I told you. Right. Um, okay, moving on to the home run derby, which is tonight. John Carlos Stanton looking to defend his home run derby title tonight. It's a young group he's up against as Stanton is the only player in the field with 
previous home run derby experience. He's looking to become the third player to win the event in back-to-back -back years. For more on the derby, we head to Marlins Park for our Sports Center on the Road coverage. Sports Center on the Road is powered by Ford Explorer. Always unstoppable. Once you hit the sweet spot, it's like hitting a pillow almost. It's one of the greatest feelings. A tape measure job for John Carlo. That guy's just got unbelievable power to all fields. He's a beast the way the ball carries off his bat. I mean, he's so strong. He's going to hit a ball 500-plus feet or what you're going to see. A mammoth home run for Stanton. And a long blast from John Carlos Stanton. A line drive laser out of here. No one hits balls as hard as he does. Way out of here! Like a rocket! He's hitting monster bombs. I mean, he's ridiculous. He hits a ball like you would probably never see in your life. It's kind of stupid how easy he makes it look at times. I'm speechless. Holy cow. John Carlos Stanton, all smiles, rightfully so. Take a look here at national star Bryce Harper, his fifth all-star appearance. You see him here. Just a little bit ago here. Marlins Park. It's, this place is a buzz because of people like him. How about Cody Bellinger and what he has done? Dodgers rookie, 25 home runs this season. We'll see him a little bit later tonight coming up in the T-Mobile Home Run Derby, the 32nd edition of it. Let's take a look at the brackets as we get you set for that. Again, that will be seen on ESPN. First and foremost, you heard Jamel say it. The reigning champ, hometown favorite, John Carlos Stanton, facing the Yankees' Gary Sanchez in the first round. Other first-round matches, see him here. Aaron Judge and Marlon Justin Bohr. Cody Ballinger, just saw him in the cage. And Charlie Blackman. Finally, Mike Moustakis and Miguel Sano. On that note, welcome you on the field here, live on SportsCenter. Glad to finally meet and welcome John Carlos Stanton to the set here. Thank you. How are you? Right out of the cage? How are you? I'm, I'm great. How are you? Oh, yeah, I forgot to Sorry, tell you yeah. that mic thing. <laughs> Got to keep it up. Always gets in the way. Just got out of the cage, a little sweaty. I'm going to stay over here. How was it? How, how do you gauge yourself coming off of a, a cage session like that tonight? Uh, right, right now it's early, so yeah. just I'm, I'm shooting the ball to right field and turning on one every – you know, eight or ten. So, uh, making sure my timing's there, making sure um, you know I'm ready to go. Okay, is it true that you're going on like two hours, two and a half hours of sleep? That is true. Explain, yes, please. Is. You're in San Francisco. Uh, well, of <laughs> course we finished the season in San Francisco, and then we went into extra innings. Uh, so we landed at about 4:30. <laughs> um, so and. Uh, I was wired, you know, the, I couldn't sleep on the plane. I don't know why I usually sleep good, and then I couldn't sleep much well, when I got I mean, home, I don't, so. I've never met you, but I'm guessing it's number one because you hit two home runs. That, a little yeah. bit wired for that, right? Yeah. Not bad. And number two, because you knew what you were coming home to, which is this, as you try to repeat, as you're the hometown guy. So I think it's understandable why you weren't yeah. able to sleep. Yeah, but it's all right. It's okay. All right. Okay. Um, earlier today... I heard there was a media session out here, and everybody talked about Aaron Judge and, and the predictions, and, and you said, you know what, I think everybody's going to get their wish. The brackets worked out beautifully somehow, accidentally, didn't they? Yeah. You think everybody's going to get their wish to see the Stanton-Judge matchup? I mean, do you even need to face Gary Sanchez? Because that's what it sounded like. Um, 
you know, we, we still got to perform when it comes down to it. Lights, camera, action. You know, it's who, who's going who's gonna to do it when it comes down to it. But, um, you know, it, it looks good, but don't sleep on Boar either. Boar, right. Boar's a tough first first guy that no one's really given the chance to. So I don't think you can sleep on any of these guys and, at this and point. And a lot, yeah. You two are the headliners. Yeah, There's for so sure. many others there. Um, by the way, have you have you finally met Aaron Judge now? I did. Last week you hadn't, right? I did, yeah. My long-lost twin we've met, so... Uh, media and everybody, it, it's official where we've met and, and all is good. You're BFFs now. Yeah, we're BFFs. Awesome, except for tonight at 8 o'clock. Uh, tonight, yeah, yeah, tonight, no. <laughs> the rest of the time we are. Okay, so you're an old man when you compare I yourself am. to Aaron yeah. Judge. When you watch, what do you see in him and this kid that everybody's talking about? Um, the, the stance is almost identical to when I first came up. You know, I made some adjustments and tried to uh, shorten, my, um, shorten my approach and shorten things, but the slightly open and arms up was almost identical to uh, the way I came up, so it's pretty cool to see that. Okay, Let's move on from Aaron Judge because that, that's for later. As far as you, a year ago, I mean, you didn't just win this derby in San Diego. You, you dominated 24 in the first round. It was so much fun to watch, 61 total. What was the key from that last year that, that you're maybe going to try to take into tonight? Uh, it, it's tiring. So just control the stamina, um, bring some of that, my old football, um, football competition in me uh, to just keep on pushing, keep on going, and, uh, you know, keep in the right path, make sure I'm not dipping and whatnot. Well, I think people don't realize how exhausting it is physically and then mentally to try to keep yourself in check. Nobody knows this ballpark better than you. You own every record here, especially with home runs. What What is the key? And you're more right center field, right field is where you end up sending your home runs. What is the key for you tonight to become just the third person to repeat as Derby champ? Uh, Again, besides besides staying calm, I mean... Oh, oh no. Um, you got, got to put good wood on it. You know, the... It's a it's a far it's a big ballpark, so you gotta let the ball get deep and just let the uh, get backspin because um, as some of these guys already mentioned to me, like this this park is huge, so uh, they're gonna get a, a little awakening when they see. And by the way, Aaron Judge has not played a single game here at Marlins Park, so yep. maybe some advantages for the hometown guy. And by the way, as we send it back to Bristol here, actually they're in Los Angeles, but overall. You have owned this as being the hometown hero. How much does this mean to you? It's, uh, I, I told myself just enjoy every last minute of it, soak in everything, and embrace everything. You know, I got a million things coming at me, and I'm taking it head on, and I'm loving it. Just keep them coming. You know what? Two and a half hours of sleep when you die, right? You're yeah, fine. sleep. <laughs> sleep when you're dead. Honestly, enjoy tonight. So special. Uh, Giancarlo Stan trying to become just the third person ever to repeat. Go back to back as Derby champ. You want to assess for us the last one? Ken Griffey Jr. was the first one to do it way back in 98 99. Good luck tonight, Giancarlo. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Back to you, Michael and Jamal. Uh huh. So, one minute they're clowning Danny Ainge for failing to flip his assets for either Jimmy Butler or Paul George. And next, they're flipping out over Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Clowning cats in summer league i'd say your summer is a success when you sign the best truly available free agent and add another lottery pick to the promising pair of the last two number three overall picks i promise you jamel would have been here ripping down the angel new one had hayward not signed with boston so please don't sit here and say that anybody else but boston is the offseason's biggest winner uh there is someone else another team
besides Boston, who did have a, a great offseason. That ain't what I asked you. Okay. I can list about five that had great offseasons. Okay. I'm not giving Boston – I don't think that they had the hands-down runaway winner because I have another team. I want to hear the words. What? I was wrong. No. I'm sorry. I, I was I right when I was right. I was right in the moment. Okay? And what happened? And the facts change. So does my opinion. They signed Gordon Hayward. They did something that, oh, yes. Like I told you they would do. I told you. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yes. That's, yes. Yes, you I told yourself you. on the back. Trade, why did they make the trade at the deadline? <laughs> why did they make the trade on the draft night? Danny Ainge never saw a deal that he liked. What's he waiting on? What's he waiting on? I just wondered. I said they don't have to trade the assets. Wait for free agency. And if Indiana wouldn't have traded Paul George for Sabonis and Oladipo, maybe they could have got some of those assets and have substituted that both. But nonetheless, I was right to question them. For me, that Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been waiting look, to get it off for a week. So I've been waiting to get it off for a week. It's, that you can't resist the oh, temptation God. to point out the few scant times you're all right. I want to come on vacation just for that. But go ahead. <laughs> My team is in Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, we're adding Jimmy Butler. Obviously, they're going to get Jamal Crawford. Already having Andrew Wiggins, Cat. I, they're one of those teams because I like some of these individual players so much. I've been waiting on them to put it together, waiting on them to get that veteran that'll hopefully get them there to the playoffs. And now they have Jimmy Butler in his prime. One of the, the great two-way players in the league. Watch this team. I'd like to get, see him get more shooting. Um, Same here. Speaking of shooting, you know I love what the Sixers did. <laughs> of the course. process. Of course. Coming to fruition, my uh -huh. other team. Uh, but, no, you're right. A lot of teams had great offseasons. It's been fun. Uh, last week, no shortage of, of news stories. Harden's the big winner, getting another extension and getting Chris Paul and maybe gets mellow. But who are we kidding? How'd the, you said it earlier, how did the Warriors manage to win again? How did Durant take a, a major discount <laughs> right. and they come back they with get, more shooters? They get Iguodala and then they get Swaggy Pete. Yep. Um, there's some NFL news, sort of. Uh, now, it was fair to expect that Ezekiel Elliott's teammates would probably clown him for his appearance in the ESPN, the magazine, Body Issue. Still don't know how he was on that trampoline naked. Anyway, but I'm not entirely sure Dak Prescott's comments to Sports Illustrated about his teammate falls under the category of just some gentle ribbing. Asked his opinion on Zeke bearing it off for ESPN, Dak said, I think Zeke should use his platform to do things like I'm doing with Bristol Myers Squibb for Ready, Ready, Raise, Rise instead of doing his thing for the body issue and doing photo shoots. Now, Ready, Raise, Rise is a cancer-fighting campaign Dak is raising money for, as we know, since he was on the show doing the same thing, which seeks to bring awareness to the immuno-oncology research. Something or nothing what Dak said. Damn, we really did that, huh? We did. Dak calls out Zeke <laughs> for ESPN body issue cover. We did put it in the show. I, it's an interesting choice of words, using I the platform... So. You know, instead of doing body, I, I'm not going to make too big a deal out of this. I know because it's the Cowboys, it's because it's too well, important. I think some of it is Dak, too, right? Because the way he carries himself, yeah. his maturity is, is, obvious, is obvious to anybody who talks to him. You just can't imagine. Is that what it is? You can't imagine him kind of taking a shot at, at a teammate he clearly likes and respects. I guess, look, as somebody said, one of our producers said earlier, could it be something and nothing at the same time? Could it just be his attempt at further trying to push this initiative and somebody asked him what do you think well it's another way to to plug my program mm -hmm. i don't know he didn't have to say it that way but we don't we don't have to make a mountain out of a molehill either and I, again it's the cowboys it resonates it's two young stars two guys who had the potential to go to the hall of fame together someday um they seem very close they do and i, I guess it would be like like if you said something about me in an interview it probably wouldn't be anything that you didn't say to me already mm -hmm. or that I didn't know. Even if you didn't say it to me already, I know your heart. I know you. I know our relationship. So I wouldn't trip. 
You right. know what I mean? So I, I just, I don't think Zeke is somewhere sitting there like, whoa, man, you know? And, and maybe if it's something that Zach would say to him, then I guess I'm okay with it. I also, I just, it's their relationship. So I don't, I don't want to blow this up. I know there's some people that will. Right. It may be a topic on a lot of shows tomorrow. It may be nothing. Hopefully it's the latter. It reminds me of, of sometimes what happens when you have miscommunications over text and emails. Because <laughs> the thing is, with a Q&A, you can't account for tone. Mm-hmm. So you don't know if he said it jokingly, if he said it tongue-in-cheek. You don't know what his point. demeanor was point. if he said We're it. We're just reading it. We're just reading yeah. it. And reading it, it sounds harsh. Yeah. Okay? It sounds harsh up there. Yeah. You look no, at, you it, know. it does. And when you see the quotes, as we just had them on display, it just sounded like something that was unnecessary that he didn't have to say. Unfortunately, what also hurts is the fact that Ezekiel Elliott has talked about laying low because of some of the other issues that he's had in terms of his personal life. And so when you put all that together, you wonder what's the message that Dak Prescott is really trying to send to one of his best players. By the way, I wasn't trying to send a message to our graphics people. I'm not in the business of calling people out publicly. This is not what I do. I just cried a thug tear for a lot of reasons. One, I'm ashamed to admit, Regina Hall, who joins us now, that I've never been to Essence Fest. And so I've certainly been on many of a girl's trip, which I cannot talk about uh, publicly and certainly not on ESPN. So I can imagine where this is going. But it looks so funny. I've been so looking forward to this movie. And uh, it begins, what, Friday? So I'm sure you've been looking forward to it as well. I, you know what? We had so much fun shooting. We shot it in New Orleans. Yes. That, I, I had been to many in Essence Fest. So. Oh, you had? Well, yeah, Essence that's my, home, my hometown. So there you go. So were you, when, did you go when you were single or when you? Uh, when I was single. Okay. But okay. I was young. I was on the younger side. <laughs> you why, 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 you, why you make okay. this about me? Like, <laughs> it's a lot of ladies at Les Essence Fest. Oh, yes. It is. So oh, yes. That usually attracts a lot of. A lot men. of men. Okay. But you have to go. Yeah. No, I do. And she's not single anymore, so. I'm not, yeah, but uh, oh. I'm not single anymore, but I feel like we could still go and have fun. But Don't take him. No. <laughs> go, you know, go with she your girlfriend. She's starting all kind of trouble. You're not going to leave him at home. Leave no, you know, but you're probably right. It's probably best for a girl's trip. You mentioned how much fun it was uh, filming this uh, in New Orleans with you, Jada Pinkett Smith, obviously Tiffany Haddish, Queen Latifah. Yeah. You got to have a story from filming that. You remember above all others. I imagine shenanigans happening all the time with you four together. We, you know, I have to tell you, it felt like we were on a girls' trip. Like, and we had weekends together. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, is this like a Vegas? What happens? Yeah. Oh, now it's what oh, okay. happens in New Orleans stays. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you okay. can't tell they're us. Calling it, they're calling New Orleans the Vegas of the South. Okay. I can believe Vegas that. Vegas got nothing on us. I could have told you that before you went there. <laughs> well, you all can. It, no, it's not open carry. What is it? Not open carry. Well, what oh, is the it? You got to drive through Decker's shop. Yeah, the open so liquor laws. Yeah. Open liquor. Yeah, yes. open yes. liquor. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got you. You have open liquor. All right. Okay. So you're not going to dime out your fellow. You know what? We made a promise. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we made a promise. So we had fun. I'll just say that. Okay. It was a lot of laughter, yeah. a lot of like, you know, girls hanging out, having fun. Like, Latifah always would have stuff at her house on the weekends where we would chill. Mm-hmm. So, it was kind of great. But on a serious tip, the significance of this film, all yeah. black female cast, mm-hmm. what's that mean? You know what? That's amazing. You know, for us to be able to show a universal story that's led by four African American women, but that is really for every audience, every woman. It's not, you know, race, culture, or gender specific. It's, it's great. And we, you know, we want to show we can open a movie and show we can make, be funny. You know what I mean? Well, there's no question about you being funny. I mean, the, the variety of roles for, I just watched When the Bob Breaks the other day. Aww. We remember you, obviously, Candy, right. Malibu's Most Wanted. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. you're hilarious. Yep. It's like the versatility, the range. I was six years old when I did Candy. Now I feel bad about 
how I watched that scene. Yeah. But <laughs> 20. That was just yesterday. Yeah. 20. Wait, how, what would that make me? 23, 24? That was about 18 years ago. But, I, but I read, uh, I think the Washington Post, your D.C. native, Washington Post did a piece on you uh, talking, comparing your comedic skills to Lucille Ball and your range shit yeah. out of Meryl Street. That was do you feel like generous. You, but, you're, but, you're so, but you're so low-key. Yeah. You know, you're not a big self-promoter. Do you feel like that you're getting the uh, respect and the appreciation for your career that you deserve? You know what? I just, honestly, I love to work. So I always feel it because I always work consistently. And to me, that's more than anything, more than... You know, a big flash of, uh, you know, publicity. I, 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 like, I like my press when I work. I'm kind of private, you know. I have a dog who's kind of amazing. <laughs> and um, so I don't, you know, I don't really know that I focus on that. But I really, I have a great team. I have a great um, publicist, you know, with Holly at 42S. And what they've done is I think they've been really good and really conscious about being, you know, true to who I am yeah. and still like, you know, letting people know who I am. And, I, and that's been able to help me work consistently. And that, I think that that's above all what I want to do is I want to continue to work, continue yep. to do roles and be able to do diverse roles. Mm. Amazing talent. Yeah. And of course, obviously, Mike and I, we both were journalism majors. So we oh, love the were. fact that you uh, got your master's right in yeah. journalism from NYU. From NYU. So you just turned your back on the journalism profession. No, you know what? <laughs> I didn't. I loved journalism and I, 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 I still love journalism, but my father died. Mm. My father passed away my very first semester or trimester at NYU in grad school. And it just, you know, certain things happen in your life that cause gigantic shifts. And he passed away very suddenly. Mm. And so it just, you know, life took another course. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are Or else I'd be sitting here. Uh, we'd have, you we'd be I love her, but you're welcome to sit at any time. <laughs> I know you would say that. You'd be so upset if she wasn't here. I don't know. Not if it was a place. Not if it was I'm not sure. <laughs> not if it was All right, <laughs> we appreciate so it. Good luck the with The movie, Girl July Show. 21st. Yeah. It's time for an abbreviated version of doing too much countdown. Start with Floyd Mayweather, who filed a petition in a U.S. tax court on July 5th that asked the IRS to allow him uh, a reprieve until after he gets that check from Maymac on August 26th. Now, that's interesting, because how many photos are we, you know, see, well, he's just counting his money. His assets lack liquidity. Oh, is that see? what he And so he just needed that check to come through. Can he post-date that check for August 27th? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's going to be the a big... The problem is when you floss the money. They don't <laughs> right. want to hear that you don't have it. Well, it'll be yeah. a big check. You see the pay-per-view is running $99.95 for HD, $89.95 without HD. That means nothing to me, because I told you I wasn't You're paying ordering this fight. I wasn't. We're going anyway. <laughs> that's um, right. We are going to be there. I forgot. Speaking of money, so there was a rumor... Fake rumors redundant. There was a rumor <laughs> circulating in Memphis that uh, Zach Randolph, who the Sacramento Kings introduced today along with George Hill and Vince Carter, that he had donated a million dollars to pay for MLGW Utility Company customers' bills. Oh, he bills. put something on it? For real. So needless to say, long lines formed at kiosks across the city. So you can't do that Police to were calling to break up fights over people's spots in line. Now, Zach said it's false. He's still going to do his usual charitable donation, but he wasn't going this far with it. See... I, can we, just, can we just say this is the most Memphis story? <laughs> Zach Randolph is the most Memphis guy. This is the most Memphis story possible. Look, can you blame people? It's, it, these lights are twisted out here. I still got bills in my mama putting my name. I don't mean to put your business in the street, but I mean there's a statute well, of limitations. Were you, were you were like three, she had you with a credit card? Still cleaning up my credit. All right, hot takes, of course, running the ball family. Lazo made the internet lose its mind, though, when he said 21 Savages, it's the album, is better than Jay-Z's 444. And that's why you can't let kids talk about hip-hop. That's why... <laughs> 
That's why, look, 21 Savage is a great artist. Have you listened to 444? Of course I have. Okay. I, Constant repeat. Right. Story and I realize it's an age gap. Sure. All right, but you can't say that. 21 Savage? I haven't listened to Issa. Uh, I keep seeing people say Issa, and I'm thinking you're talking about Issa Rae. Like, <laughs> it's know. a thing, Mike. It's how it works. I, have, I know 21 Savage is with Amber. Right. So you applaud that. Uh, meanwhile, put some tussin on it, Lonzo, and play this game tonight against De'Aaron Fox. So, this is the most creative gender reveal yet, and of course it comes from my home city, Louisiana, Laplace. I think my man was That's happy about making the, the shot <laughs> under pressure than the revelation that it was a girl. I'm a little over those things. I think but I went too long on that promo. Okay. Who had a good day before we called it a day? Hey, Mike, remember when we did uh, South by Southwest and yep. we met this lovely young lady, Michaela Omer? Well, a bunch of NFL players are investing in the lemonade. She was on Shark Tank. Arian Foster, uh, Jonathan Grimes, over $800,000 that they're investing Here in B-Sweet Lemonade. And it tastes good and it's far a good cause. Uh, shout out to Chris Sale and Max Scherzer. Not pictured here. All-Star game started. There we go. <laughs> Sale, first pitcher to make consecutive All-Star starts representing different teams. Baseball tonight is next. More home on Derby coverage from Miami. I'm, we'll I'm see. eating lemonade right now.